This is Animals Voice podcast presented by the Ontario SPCA with 50 communities working together for animal welfare. We've got another great show for you on the way, so put your paws up, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome everyone to Animals Voice podcast. Uh, My name is Kevin McKenzie. This is uh, season two, episode two, and uh, we're happy to have everybody uh, listening in. Uh, with me today is Nancy Larson and R.J. Baylot. Nancy is the president and co-founder of the Alberta Spay-Neuter Task Force, and R.J. is the co-founder and board member. Welcome. Thank, Thank you. you. It's nice to have you here. Tell us a little bit about yourself and, and how long you have been involved in animal welfare. Um, I became involved in animal welfare in 1997 um, and volunteered for a number of rescue groups, uh, primarily on First Nations, and to work with the people living in First Nations and their animal. That was my passion and is my passion. Nice. And RJ? Yeah, I've been volunteering for several rescue organizations for about the last 10, 12 years. Um, And then I got involved with First Nations communities just through my work with animal rescue groups and saw the need for um, a spay-neuter. Nice. So uh, tell me exactly about the Alberta Spay-Neuter Task Force. What, what does it do? Uh, we're a registered charity. Um, what we do is provide high-volume on-site spay-neuter clinics for First Nations. Um, we go into the community and set up uh, the clinics within the community. We're inclusive of the community members. Uh, that the uh, actual surgery takes place in a school gym or a community hall. And we have the capacity to spay and neuter about 320 animals in two and a half days. Wow. That's significant. (laughs) It is. Busy. It is very busy. Wow. Was there one event that led to you uh, wanting to, to create the task force, or was it just cumulative over time you looked at a situation and realized there was a need? I think over a period of time I saw that it was just not possible for everyone to rescue all of the dogs and cats in these communities. Mm -hmm. The same all over the world. I think we all need to look at a more proactive approach to preventing this problem from happening. And um, because of the cost of spay and neuter procedures, it just isn't doable for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Were there obstacles to setting up the task force? there were, I, I don't know if there'd be obstacles so much as um, a few challenges. We had to uh, get permission from the Alberta Veterinary Medical Association to have these types of clinics, um, but they've been very supportive. We made a presentation to them in 2008 asking for their permission, and as a result, they did create a category called uh, a Temporary Veterinary Facility, where we apply to them every time we have a clinic. Mm-hmm and it ensures the safety of our patients, the um, very high standards for our clinics. So how long from from the evening or the day that you're at home and decide, I need to create this task force, we need to create this task force, to it becoming a reality? How long was that process? It was pretty quick because we were very focused, RJ and I. We, um, right from the beginning, we knew what we wanted to do. Um, We got our charitable status within the first year. and we were up and going. Um, actually, the first year we decided to do this, um, it took about two years for us to get enough surgical equipment and get permission from the Alberta Veterinary Medical Association to do these clinics, but we've grown 
I think, almost too quickly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, it's, it's just been an overwhelming success, yeah. very well received. Now, RJ, can you speak a little bit about your role within the, within the task force? Yeah, so when I started within the task force, um, my primary role was dealing with the surrendered animals that came into the clinics. Okay. Um, each clinic, in addition to the 300-plus animals we span neuter, we also get a, a large amount of animals that are surrendered. Um, so what I would do is network with the various rescue organizations locally uh, and, and having them help us with providing homes for those animals, getting them into foster care, giving them the medical attention they require, and then hopefully finding them their forever homes. Um, but then my role since has changed quite a bit in the sense that basically everyone within the task force works the whole program. So we're there from beginning to end. So from the initial stages of picking up animals in the community to returning the animals once they're spayed or neutered. Wow. How many people are involved in the task force? We have, on each average clinic, we have over 100 volunteers. We have about 200 plus volunteers that volunteer with the Alberta Spay Neuter Task Force, Mm -hmm. and it continues to grow. We have people um, from all over the province, as well as um, brother provinces, even as far as Ontario, we have a few volunteers that will fly in to come to our clinic. So we have a lot of people wanting to help out at these clinics. Okay. Do you have a, a number? Like, do you have any idea how many animals uh, have been spayed or neutered since since you launched this? Um, we're, we're close to about 3,000 in the past wow. three years. Yeah. Right now we're averaging. Well, last year we did 11, about 1,100 animals were spayed and neutered. About 550 were um, relinquished or stray animals sure. rehomed. Um, this year, we're hoping we've we've add, added more surgical tables this year, and we've extended the length of the clinics. So we hope to up that number this year. So you just referenced obviously some some very tangible uh, positive outcomes that have come from the task force. Uh, are there other uh, outcomes that you can share with us that have come from all of your work with the, the First Nations? Well, we we hear it a lot from the communities that we work in that they're seeing a decline in the free-roaming dog populations. The dogs are in overall better health. Um, They're, of course, not nursing a litter of pups. They stick around home. They tend to gain weight because we do treat them for parasites. And it just, the the whole approach is a very holistic approach to, to a big problem. And the community is very receptive. And when we return to the community, because we feel it's very important that we have a regular presence. Right. Um we see the difference as well as the community sees the difference so it's very rewarding nice nice um can you talk about how these clinics benefit the people and animals in these communities well we look at for the animals on various factors one we're treating them for parasites both internal and external and we are spaying and neutering them so there's a lot of health benefits to that Um, one of the most obvious ones is that the that the female is not going to have continuous litters of puppies in regards to public safety and health when you have a large pack of free-roaming animals that are not spayed or neutered, it does pose a larger risk to the community because there are bite incidences in, in all communities, but very much so in First Nations communities. Okay. So by managing those populations through spay and neuter, we're helping reduce those bite incidences. Wow. Uh, tell me about how the public can get involved. How can our listeners help the Alberta Spay Neuter Task Force? Um, we always welcome volunteers. Um, they can email us through our website. Um, Certainly, donations are always appreciated. We're a registered charity. We um, uh, most of our funding comes from grants and from the First Nation community as well. Um, but of course, donations are always welcome. 
Nice. So you just referenced your website. How, how like, can you give again the ways that people can get in touch with you or support you? Um, our website address is www.abtaskforce.org. Our phone number is 403-797-3647. Excellent. Is there anything else you'd like our listeners to know about? Uh, I guess <laughs> we love what we do. We have a, a great time doing it. A great group of veterinarians, animal health technicians, and volunteers. It's really a lot of fun and makes a huge difference. Huge yeah. Difference. It sounds like you're making a heck of a difference. And, yeah. Uh, Kudos. That's, that's tremendous. Thank you. Uh, I want to thank R.J. Baylot and also Nancy Larson from the Alberta Spay-Neuter Task Force. Thank you so much for being our guests here on the podcast. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you for joining us for another edition of Animals Voice Podcast. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and at our website, ontariospca.ca. Animals Voice Podcast is a production of the Ontario SPCA. The Society would like to thank all of our supporters. Together, we are the Animals Voice.